Maggie. Sup, bestie! <laughs> so, welcome to Elevated Stories. I'm Beth. And I'm Michelle. And we like to tell you stories and usually come up with some sort of moral of the story sometimes. Sometimes. And sometimes our elevator doesn't reach all the way to the top, so the moral might be broken. So, Michelle, what is something that you just don't understand, but like most people, it's a normal thing. But for you, you you can't understand it or grasp it. <laughs> Basic manners and just politeness. Amen. Like, like, I just cannot understand how people are just like, like, just can't say the basic, please, thank you, clean a door, like, just uh-huh. the base, just the basics, you basic know, like, consideration, I guess. and maybe I'm just so old school. I think common yeah. courtesy is so far out the, off the wayside. I just don't understand why, why people, it takes no time out of your day to, to do the basics. Okay, Beth, uh, what is a topic that you just don't understand? It's not a topic, but it is an object. I don't understand socks. They instill in me this murderous rage. I remember putting on socks like in high school and getting ready. And then like I'd put my shoe on and it would twist like the, the seam on the toe. Uh-huh. And I would want to die inside. And so then all day in school, I was constantly fixing my socks taking off my shoes, fixing my socks. Then I'd get home and take off my shoes. I know you just flip them off. Yep. And then I'd walk on carpet with my socks and want to jump in a lake of fire. (laughs) So I, to the, I have not bought socks in 20 years. Oh my gosh. I buy shoes either in the summer, it's flip flops and spring and summer. It's like flip flops or flats. And then the winter it's flats. Or like boots that I don't need socks for if it's cold. That's crazy. Well, it's you are a dirty hippie. I I am. I do hail from Oregon. So you do hail from Oregon. So that's a nice segue for what our topic is today. How which, lovely. Yeah, which is we're going to talk about Michelle. You're going to educate us on what red flags and green flags are for relationships, especially relationships. Um, after a divorce or when you have children. And then I'm going to talk about why it's important to know those because of the collateral of not understanding those, the effect yeah. it has on kids. Yeah. I love this topic because um, it, it's just, you know, I'm, after being in such a long marriage and a long relationship and just when I was young and dating and um, grew up in you know, an abusive family and not really understanding the trauma that I had endured growing up. And the, basically what that trauma had caused was for me to develop a set of characteristics in my, my repertoire, so to speak, that caused me to choose men that were probably less favorable. Um, And I say less favorable in the context of the fact that they did not treat me well. Most people are keen on looking for red flags. They don't have a job. Okay, that's probably, mm-hmm. right. Oh, they're living in mom's basement. Probably a red flag, right? Mm-hmm. We're always like, oh, well, we're pretty obvious red flags. But what about, let's say, the, the guy that you're dating um, doesn't have a very good relationship with his kids. So 
oh, well, well, is that a red flag? It should be. Um, it should be a red flag for you. If you're, if you're yeah. a mom and you're dating a guy that has kids and he gives you a sob story of why he doesn't have a good relationship with his kids, that should be a huge red flag for you. Because if he doesn't have a good relationship with his own kids, then you should probably wonder what kind of relationship he's going to have with your kids. Your kids should be your top priority in all things, because that is, you know, they're not going to have another mom, you know, you and me both, right? We grew up with like our, our parent or our mother, when they started dating or whatever, like we kind of fell to the wayside mm-hmm. Want to choose differently for our kids, right? We want our kids yeah. first. We want our kids to know that even if we're dating or like, I know you're married, so, but I'm not, whatever, you know, so like, even though we're dating, that they're still our top priority. Like that is my top priority. Yeah. So those are those red flags, but now green flags, and this goes out when you're first out dating. So green flags are things like that you would usually want to share on a dating experience. And you think, well, why would that be a good thing? Things like I'm, I'm, I'm super friendly. Um, I'm really easygoing or like, I, you know, I'm really forgiving. Um, I, oh my God. So the green flags are your good characteristics. They're good character characteristics and they're good qualities that you have. But let's just say someone like me who tends to um, find a narcissist or like mm-hmm. not even just someone like me, because like here's another thing that I want to just throw out there because I think that victim blaming happens far too often. And I just want to yeah. just get that out there and say it does. It's, it's unfair because you know what? There's nothing special about me that made the narcissist or the abuser choose me except for that I let him. And that that is the only thing. It's not because because I did something wrong or right or right. It's not because because you're forgiving. It's not because it's none of those qualities. qualities. It's not because of those qualities, but. When I say green flags, when I start telling him all of my good qualities, what he knows then is, one, I'm forgiving. Oh, I'm so forgiving. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my ex-husband cheated on me multiple times, but I let I took him back. The first thing he knows is, good, she'll let me cheat. Mm-hmm. She's, a, she's, a, she's good that way. She's, she's you, know, cheat, you know, she'll let, allow me to cheat. That I like. Um, and then I start telling him all my good qualities. Like, oh, these are who I am. This is what I'm like. I tell him all these good things about me because that's what we do in a relationship. When we're starting to tell them, we want to tell them all these good things about us. Well, for a narcissist who doesn't really have any good qualities, what they do in their beginning of a relationship is love bomb. They mirror back to you everything that, that you are so that you fall in love with yourself. So basically, if you're you're feeding him every little bit of green flags and all these wonderful qualities that you are, because you really are a prize to be to be caught, Mm -hmm. then he's going to he's going to take all that information. He's going to listen to you intently. He's going to like feed back to you everything that he hears you say. Mm hmm. 
And then he is going to be like, he is going to be your perfect match. Oh, wow. Do you think that when you would do this, you know, when you first started dating John Mm -hmm. um, and you told him all these great qualities about you, did you feel in a way like now that you said those things about you, you have to be those things too? So, so like if, if he did something that really crossed a boundary for you, if you told him you were forgiving, then, well, I'm forgiving. I have to keep my word. I think, yes. I think that, um, that a lot of it comes down to like, I don't even know that I understood it back then. Right. Right. Because like that wasn't even a thing that I even knew about myself, but I think that, yeah, I definitely was like, Oh, um, that the boundaries were crossed so quickly and that I didn't understand. I mean, like I knew something was off right away, but I also knew that I was like, I had made a big deal about being this really understanding and loving person that I really wanted to prove that I was this understanding and loving person. Oh, that is so interesting. Right. Yeah. And they use, they take that cause then they take on like in John really took on a pity role of like, you know, like I was given a poor lot in life and nobody really understood me. And, and now you, you wanted, really understood me. And I wanted to be that person to understand him. And, and you wanted to be the most loyal and always yeah. there and you were never going to give up on him. Exactly. Wow. And so those are the good qualities about you, but because right. you let it out right away, well, not because you did, but because he eventually learned those about you as you do in a relationship, he took advantage of them. Absolutely. And so really what comes down to like, as far as like the, the red flags go, so like you have your green flags, hold on to those green flags and release them slowly in yeah. a relationship as it builds, putting your children first and like guarding them and then like setting boundaries and see how that person reacts to the boundaries. Because once boundaries are set, that's when you see who a real person is, because that's, that's where things are right in the daily mm-hmm. living of life, you know, like, cause it's, you know, a toxic, narcissistic, abusive person is really good at putting on that show in the beginning. And they'll want to make that relationship come to fruition very quickly um, and make things happen. Right. But yeah. a, a healthy person will want to, will be okay with letting things happen slowly. Yeah, that's, you said you noticed red flags early in the relationship with John. Yeah. What, what I, that's, even though I know you really well, that's news to me. What did you notice right away? Well, um, the big, the biggest one with John, of course, was his temper. Um, like his temper uh-huh. was a huge one and um, like it was little things. And we, again, this kind of falls into, um, what we were talking about our segue, right. To, in manners. Yeah. He, he had none. Oh, um, wow. And it was so weird, like to me, it was always so intrigued because I, even though my dad was kind of like my dad was an alcoholic and, and definitely abusive. Right. Um, yeah. But like he was always so, so kind, like um, in general, like if he drank and stuff like that, like he, um, you know, obviously he had was a different person. Right. And yeah. then but in general, yeah. like like he was, you know, he was. Like he would always hold the door open for us, um, you know, like in general, you know, he would like be kind to people. Like I was always accustomed to seeing people behave in a way that was um, 
just like normal yeah kind yeah like we'd go out and stuff and he would like we would stop at a gas station and he would just stop and go in and buy himself a soda and come out and like not offer like just not even offer me anything like just oh that's weird that is a a red flag but a very subtle one but a weird one right yeah Um, and just never opened the door for me literally slammed the door in front of me like and this is early on in our dating when should be like a honeymoon phase kind of thing, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, just random things like that, you know. Um, and one of the biggest red flags that should have been like a huge red flag, we were like riding motorcycles one time, but he literally cut me off, which he would do that kind of stuff, even driving all the time. Like just about like ran me off the road on a motorcycle. And like, the other guys that I was with were like, gee whiz you know like this yeah that's terrible he just about hurt you I was like yeah I know and then he just took off he was testing you huh he was testing you probably like knowing now those red flags Mm -hmm. he was seeing what what I would put up with this is how unhealthy I was at the time I didn't want to be another one of those people that that didn't want to deal with him oh man I can see definitely how your green flags, your personality traits that are wonderful and great, mm-hmm. how in this case, when they were minor red flags, they would cover up those red flags. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And so instead of me seeing my green flags as being like, these are Concerning. beautiful traits about me, well, or that my, my green flags are like good things about me, mm-hmm. they became real negative attributes about myself over oh, the whole wow. And eventually, like as the relationship progressed, those all my good qualities were eventually turned against me then and became my bad qualities. They were all. And throughout the course of time and course of relationship, those all those qualities, it wasn't until I went to this class afterwards that they and they handed me this sheet of green flags that I was like these are all good qualities. These are good things that I have. These are good things that I possess. These are not bad things. Wow. And I, I had been like believing that these were all bad qualities that I had. You really hated yourself. Yeah, I did. I just, I felt like everything that I possessed about myself was just negative. And I had tried for years to change who I was, to be a different person. You did. I watched it. Yeah. You saw me do those things. But <laughs> I mean, pretty happy with you know Corey I mean he's been great and I'm learning like through him too like this through this dating process like because he'll be like it's okay to put your kids first like you know you should put your kids first you know that just makes me respect him and love him so much right you know and it's just it's great you know I wish as a kid that had a dad that chronically dated and chronically Mm -hmm. married as well Right. Um, I wish that just one of those people that he dated would have told him it's okay to put your kids first. Right. And they didn't. You know, my dad's on his eighth marriage. Um, <laughs> now now it would be weird for him to put me first. I'm a grown-ass adult. And right. I'm, I'm married. But when I was a child, that was never the case. And my dad, you know, now that you say this, I think about his green flags. He's so much like you. Like, he yeah. is he wants to be the hero. He wants to be there and never give up on people. And he will literally destroy himself and his kids um, 
yep. to be that person that whoever it is that he's dating or married to needs, yep. even if it's unrealistic and toxic and unhealthy and at the kid's expense. I mean, trauma begets trauma, you know, and that's why, again, coming full circle. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to swing this puppy right back around. You do it, girl. Okay, back to the red flags, the green flags, and why we put our kids first. Because we don't want our trauma to beget their trauma. We want to try to put a stop to the trauma now for them, for their sake, so that this ends with us. My kids come before my marriage, and I know people will mm-hmm. poo-paw that, but fuck you. I don't Culture. care. God first, marriage second, kids on the bottom. No, no, my kids come first because the way that I see it is that I chose to have them. Yeah. I chose to bring them into this world. Um, they don't owe me shit. Exactly. They, Amen. They, they didn't get asked to be born. We, so I owe them everything until they're able to spread their wings and fly that's right and that is whether you're a single parent or a you know traditional dad mom married whatever your kids fucking come first and i will go to my grave saying that and it's definitely against tradition and culture and what everyone tells you but And this is the moment that made me like that. Like I became the mom that I am now, like at this moment. And so what I was like, I had to have been in fifth, sixth or seventh grade. I can't remember. It's all fuzzy because at this time I was also being sexually abused. So it's kind of like a little fuzzy. Sure. My dad was on his, um, okay, so I have to count every time. You'd think I'd remember but I have to like I my I'm incapable of remembering the order and the number, which is like psychologically fascinating to me. So it's okay. So one, two, three. It had to have been number wife number three. Um, and she had two kids, um, Brandon, who was a high schooler, and I was in I probably was in fifth and sixth grade when this happened. Um, no maybe fourth or fifth come to think of it. And so I was fourth or fifth grade and um, yeah, I'm more confident now fourth or fifth grade because then my dad married number four when I was like in seventh. <laughs> it had to like, it was, yeah. So, and, and then uh, a little, and then she had a daughter, Heather, who was um, struggling just like me. Like I think her and I were probably equal. Um, but the older brother was sexually abusing me at this time. And we always, every time my dad married somebody, he would make the drive in like a motor home or a van from Eugene down to Vacaville, California to see his brother, my uncle. It was the same routine. My dad's a very much a person of habit. And, <laughs> um, her family had a motor home. So we bar- we, I guess they took the motor home and we were all there. And this stepmom, I can't even say her name. Like this, you're going to find this fascinating. I ran into her years later and even had a conversation with her and she kept saying you look so familiar and I'm like oh maybe it's one of those faces because when I look back in my memory they don't have faces oh funny isn't that interesting like I literally could run into her and not know it's her Mm -hmm. um or Brandon or Heather like I would literally talk to them and I would have no clue it's them 
And I've done it. It's happened because I found out later on, oh my gosh, no way. So anyways, back to the story. So we're in this motorhome and we're driving. It's a 10 hour drive um, if you're speeding. So motorhome's going a little slower. It's like 12 hours. And so we're probably at some rest stop. I don't know where. And um, my dad got out of the, the motorhome to, to go to the bathroom. And Brandon, the one that was sexually abusing me, he also physically abused me, um, out of nowhere, came from the back. Like, you know how the motorhomes had, like, those bucket seats? Yep. Like, behind the driver and the passenger. I was in one of those little twirly bucket seats. He was in the back with my brother, Brian, and then his sister, Heather. He walked up out of nowhere, and I didn't have my shoes on because I always am a dirty hippie. <laughs> and he had his shoes on, and he came and he stepped on my toe, my toes, like my feet, Ouch. and put all of his body weight on and squished, like I could feel them cracking. And squished, like, and he did it for a really long time, so I started screaming because it really hurt. Yeah. And... um. When I started screaming, then he stopped and he just calmly walked back. Didn't even occur to me to tell the stepmom who was in the car at the time. Of course, it didn't even occur to her to look to see what he was doing to me. She didn't care. Right. So at this point, I'm in tears because it hurts. My feet are turning black and blue. Like, I'm sure he broke a toe. Like, oh I, I am sure of it. And um, my dad gets back in the motorhome. The first thing the stepmom says is... Beth screamed really loud, and now I have a headache. Oh, my gosh. So my dad didn't ask any questions, didn't ask me why I screamed or why I was in tears. And he got out of his chair. I don't know if he walked around to, like, the other side or if he just crawled through. I don't remember that. But all I remember next is that he got in front of me and he squatted down and he had both his hands on the arms of that chair I was in. And he looked me dead in the eye and he was so angry. He was shaking. And he goes, he goes, that's it. You're going to sit here for the rest of the road trip and you're not going to talk, eat, or even think about anybody. Nobody can talk to you. You are done. And he just was so mad at me. And I'm like sitting there like my toe I'm pretty sure is broken, if not my foot, you know, like I'm, I'm just this little thing. I was super petite, super petite. And this Brandon kid was like a big bone teenager. And so I'm just sitting there like I could not. And he goes, don't talk to me. Don't talk to anybody the rest of the way. And so I just had to sit there like, and it, we were not even halfway there yet. Oh, and my heart. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, like, because I couldn't talk to anybody. Like, I was I was so scared to speak at that point. And I was so, like, I just, like, tears. Like, that's when I learned to cry quietly. Yep. You know how, like, we tend to learn how to do that? Yep. So tears were just going down my face, lip quivering the whole time. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not thinking about my foot that is swollen in black and blue. I'm not thinking about how hungry I am. I am thinking to myself at a very young age how bad my dad just fucked up. Yep. Because what hurt more was that he didn't put me first and I was, I'm his child. Yeah. That was the damage that was done to me. It wasn't my toe. It wasn't, you know, my stomach. It wasn't any of that. I could, couldn't, like, 
could not care less about Brandon, whatever. Mm -hmm. But dad completely abandoned me in that moment. We talk about that. Um, we talk about the damage of emotional and mental and psychological abuse and how little that is taken seriously. Yeah. And we can heal from physical abuse like in a week or two, yeah. but the damn done, like you talk about that story, like it was yesterday and it makes probably makes you feel the pain still. Oh yeah. I can feel it right now. I don't cry as easily as you do, but I can feel it right now. And I'm crying for you. I know. Cause you but, always, cause you're so good at that. Empath, right? Well, and but I you don't cry, but that there's another effect of that. Yeah. I don't cry anymore. Like it is hard for me to cry. But my point is, is that you don't feel the pain of that foot anymore, do you? No. No. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. But I don't even remember, like, because we'd always go to the zoo when we were there. Mm -hmm. I don't even, like the San Diego Zoo and stuff. I don't even remember if I walked, if I didn't. I don't, nothing else of that trip stands out to me except for that moment. Yeah. And that's why we put our kids first. That's exactly why you put your fucking kids first. Even if you are in a, you're married to their father or mother. Even if. Even if your kids always come first because they don't owe you a fucking thing. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe, like, and rate the podcast so we can get more listeners. Thanks.